To... <laughs> Welcome to TJ Talks. I'm your host, Judd, and I'm here with my co-host, Teresa. And I'm Teresa. And we're going to talk about the year in review. we got lots of things to talk about today. We're going right. to talk about our top ten things going on in, in the world, current events. We're going to talk about top ten movies. What are the things? We're going to talk about resolutions. Top tweets. Top tweets. Let's see. Oh, and some predictions for demise. Ah, predictions for this upcoming year. Maybe some uh, Deadpool predictions. I know it's morbid, but it's fun. Yeah. (laughs) What what other good things we're going to talk about? Wow. Oh, you know us. We always reminisce a little about the old high school days, and oh yeah, yeah, oh yeah. We can do everything from soup to nuts. Soup to nuts. And, and we'll probably talk for so long that this will at least be two or three parts. Maybe we'll just, you know, it'll be like a couple of Christmas presents we'll just throw out there as we have the different parts. There you go. I love it. There you go. Well, <laughs> let's get right into it. So uh, go. let me just transition to some music and we'll get right into it. When you were in high school, did you go to see any TV shows being filmed? Yes, we went and saw Tattletales, that game show with Uh Burt Convy. Do you remember that? uh, Yeah. We did go see that. And then... We saw the last episode or one of the last episodes of the Jeffersons being filmed. You're kidding. I don't remember that. Was that with the drama club? Do you remember... I don't remember who, but I know that one of the organizations, they needed to fill up the studio and they got paid... For all the members who showed up at the studio audience. Yes, yes. And that's how the club or whatever organization would make money. Would right, be- I remember that. Yeah. And that it's like our freshman year that we went, right? Because I, I don't it was 83, like, 84, yeah, 84, I guess, yeah. by that time. And and I remember we loaded on the bus, and it was for the drama and debate club, and so it was a fundraiser. Yeah. Got to see Tattletales. I'm trying to remember who the celebrity guests were. I wished I could remember that, but I don't. I just remember Burt Convy. Oh, I also got to see, um, what was the name of this? It was a show that starred, dang it, um, a little popular actor in the 80s. In fact, he was in... In War Games, he played the general in War Games, oh. and he was also in, um, it, it was like a head of the class kind of uh, TV show. It was a pilot we watched, and they did produce oh, it. Oh, pilot? Okay. They, they showed it for, they did actually produce for a couple of episodes. I think it got canceled first season, but it was a Fox deal. Oh, re- oh that yeah. was when, that was just first starting out, too. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Dabney Coleman? Was yep, that who it was? That's who it was. Yep. Dab- Dab- How'd you guess? You found it. <laughs> nice. I didn't guess. I patted it. Uh-huh. <laughs> Dabney Coleman. Yes, he was in... Gosh, I think I might remember that, but I don't think I went to that taping. So I went to two he was that I remember. His, yeah, okay. Yeah. That's funny. And did you do... You did some drama, right? Did you do no, any shows? No. I oh, used to go to all of the stuff, though. So you saw uh, myself and Royce in... What was it called? The Twilight Twilight Zone, or what did we call it? 
that we did a, a, a show of weird one act plays oh, or you? monologues. Yeah. Oh, how cool. I, I'm reaching into my closet now. You're going to get mad at me. <laughs> oh, no. Don't pull out the earbuds. Oh, shoot. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, let's go ahead right into a year in review. Do we want to? Uh, so, so some things. Of course, this time of year, every magazine and news show and everything is about, you know, what happened this year and a reflection of what's going on. And and I was just uh, sort of intrigued by some of that. I felt like like words like uh, containment cap and junk shot were words that none of us had ever heard of until the BP oil spill. That was oh. such a big story this year. That's and, uh, yeah, I just thought that was interesting. Oh, hold on just a second. We have all these new... Did I lose you? Huh? Yeah, just for a second. You've caught up, though. There we go. Mm-hmm. You know, Sarah Palin coined her term refudiate. Mm-hmm. Some interesting little bits from the news from last year. I don't know if there's a, a story that stuck out in your mind as being a big deal. Wow. You know, that's funny because, uh, in fact, uh, JP, he works on that one show for Halloween, the Bill and Ted's uh-huh. show, and they made such a big deal about the fact that nothing happened in 2010. <laughs> really? <laughs> right? Interesting. Very few things uh, happened in, it, from their thought. I mean, I think the election was a big deal. Sure. Uh, because, uh, you know. That people felt like nothing happened. Although healthcare healthcare got passed in 2010. Yeah, I mean that's a fairly big deal. The whole the one mm-hmm. that I thought was interesting was the Ground Zero mosque. Remember how that consumed our lives for like four weeks in the summer or whenever it was, and everybody was talking about it. And it was such a point of controversy. And now I I don't know how to that story. It just like disappeared out of the news. Well, and you go, to go along with that, there was the gentleman that. The minister who said he was going to yes. burn some Korans. Yes, yes, that was such a big deal, and it seemed like we were all being just inundated with information about that story. You know, and then nothing. explain that one to me. How is it that a guy who has a flock of fifty is mm. able to completely get the entire world upset in such a panic? It's the unfortunate distortion, I think, that the media gave him, that that he had any power at all was just, it just, they just bestowed it upon him, I think, by giving him any coverage, is my opinion anyway. But you know what's so funny to me is the violent reaction to the gentleman's speech. Right. You know, we can all talk about how awful it is for him to burn these books, but on this, you know... Do two wrongs make a right? Of course. Yeah. The the death threats over somebody who's going to do something stupid. That's just crazy. Yeah. So I, I it's, it's sort of a good example of the polarization, I think, of, you know, sense and sensibility versus this chaos that it feels like we have to be divided into. It's very interesting. I, I, did, I felt like it hurt the cause of people who claim to be peaceful, freedom-loving people. And then Anytime all this, you have that, yeah. You know, I, I mean, he, what, where did he get these? It wasn't like he got some, like, I'm going to burn a 10,000-year-old text. 
Right. Yeah. <laughs> he wasn't burning the original Koran. Right. You know, I'm just going to go off and go get myself a copy off the internet, print it. You know, I'm going to burn this blank book that's filled with blank pages. Yeah. I wrote, yeah. He could have. I wrote Koran yeah. on the cover. Yeah. And by arguing about it and by making it, we give it more power than it actually has. You're exactly right. So, yeah. Yeah. Was... And he's an idiot. And and like you said, he had 50 followers at the most. Yeah. So how it got to be, you know, grand, a story in the major news is just inc- incredible. Oh. Yeah. 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 But it's just, I mean, it went around the world, you know. Yeah, the for fl- sure. And the- that, you know, have the Americans lost their mind? Well, we kind of had for a while there. The redneck Floridian in the middle, oh dear. in the middle of the swamp. I'll share with you. You know, my favorite podcaster, Adam Carolla, uh-huh. always does a uh, he has a news bit where it'll be Germany or Florida, and there'll be some random story about someone doing something crazy. And nine times out of ten, it's somebody in Florida or somebody in Germany. So you always have to guess. I can understand that. There just seem to be some random tidbits from Germany or Florida. So. Uh, we definitely have some crazy folks living here. Of course, you know, they, it happens here, but they're most likely from the Northeast. Oh, I was going to say, yeah, they're transplants. Like California, hardly anybody's really from here. So well, they, they say here in Florida, if you want to go south, you have to go north. <laughs> is that where you find them all? Right. Well, well, because Georgia is considered really the south. Georgia, True. Alabama, South Carolina, those are really Florida has so much northerners that they don't True. it doesn't any longer have the culture that the real south has. Yeah, you don't have like even in the in the Everglades or swamplands, it's yeah. not as swamplandy as in Mississippi, Alabama, New Orleans or Louisiana, exactly. O- Okie Finoki, you know. Yes. <laughs> you, you don't hear too much of that. Thank goodness, right? <laughs> Dual and banjos. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, All right, so let's finish up this news story thing. So yeah. the other ones, we talked briefly about the BP oil spill mm-hmm. and how, here again, that was the focus of our lives for like three months. And then I haven't heard anything about that lately. Are there still tar balls washing up or are there greasy birds out there? I, I don't know. It's, what's going on with that? You know, I haven't heard a single thing. <laughs> <laughs> I know, and we're pretty... It, I live in the yeah. Gulf, really, a Gulf state. I haven't heard anything more about and it. And you're not covered in oil right now? No. Come on. Actually, so. the, the big thing is is that there's a lot of seafood coming back out already. Okay, so things are recovering. I, that's, that's good. Yeah. We, we get a lot I know of, the, go ahead. We get a lot of commercials that say, BP, we're doing a great job. Yeah. Clean it up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. They got to do all the PR now. That's right. Maybe that's why we haven't heard. Maybe they are doing a good job. I'm going to be optimistic. It's the end of the year. I'm going to hope that they're doing the right thing. I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> let's see. Oh, uh, let's see. The, the iPad came out this year. <laughs> yes, it did, baby. And I got mine. Yeah, That's awesome. Yes. I'll, I'll tell you what. Although, are yeah. we going to be back next year when the new one comes out? Are we going to wish we'd waited a year? It, I can't imagine living a year without it. So, <laughs> I, You know, I think because I have purchased you know it's just like a computer purchase you buy one and you lock in and you're like but they just came out with a better one Mm. you know what apple has a really good thing about at least the capabilities of whatever unit you buy are going to be good for quite a long time for a while yeah no i'm not worried about it the only thing i'm thinking is they're probably going to put some kind of 
uh, camera or iChat part. But the rest of it, whatever. Yeah, that's what I think. I think that there'll be a camera. But you know what? I wouldn't be surprised. I would not be surprised if Apple offers an expansion like this. Do you have one of oh. these? I don't. That's the picture thing, right? Yeah, yeah that's it, this is your your card. You stick it in there in the little card slot, and then yep. that, and then that just fits right into your your thing underneath. And then you can look at photos yep. directly. Yes, that's a good idea. So I would. I should get one for a stocking stuffer. Twenty nine bucks. Twenty nine bucks. What? Yeah, I'm going out to. And actually, you get you get two of these devices. One will connect your camera directly using a cable. Oh, okay. So if you have a, a regular, you know, like a Canon or Nikon. Right. Or, or yep. even your iPod. You can connect, it's a little USB connector. Yes. So, oh, yeah. that would be super handy. Yeah, hmm. yeah. You know, Apple was listed on one of the top 10 uh, gaffes of the year, though, for electronics with their antenna gate, with oh. the uh, iPhone 4 and the bumpers that it had to install or whatever. I always tend to think, do you have your bumper? This is what my Apple case. And I'll tell, ah. I, I'll tell you what, I am not disappointed with this phone at all. I know. You're fine. I'm, and I think AT&T in Florida is fine. In Florida, yeah. Yes. There are places that it's not. So I think that's a bummer. I think you'll see Verizon will get a phone. And oh, yeah, baby. Sure. It's coming. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. And I'm waiting for it. Uh-huh. All right, we talked about BP, we talked about Ground Zero. Oh, the Chilean miners. I think that's a fascinating story from last year. Cool. So, Those fellows, yes. That is kind of amazing when you think about it. 60-some-odd days. I mean, you're, okay, so you can relate to this, right? You've been 89 days underwater in a submarine. It, except the difference is, is we prepare to do it. True. They don't. They didn't have any preparation. No, it was like you know. You think, oh, I'm going home after this, and oh, you're stuck. And you're then, stuck. And then, and then mentally, you're wondering. Well, there's a couple of things you wonder. Am I ever going to get out of here? And how right. long will it be? So yeah, I think that's uh, that's. Tough. Did you have? Did you or anybody on the ship ever have or talk about having a little bit of a freak out about? Gosh, I'm really. I'm feeling closed in here. It's really. Crazy, or what? Ha- or do you just accept it? I think for the most part, you just accept it. When you start okay. to, if you start to think about it for any period of time, you have to stop thinking about it. Well, and I think that's what they did to these guys. They tried to make them perform certain tests every day and physical physical activity every day. That sort mm-hmm. of brought them out of the uh, the rut, so to speak. Even though they were in a rut, eighty feet below the level, you know, Earth, and you were too at yeah, below oh. sea. Yeah. So I guess there are ways to sort of trick your brain into staying above it all. Yeah. The th- it just freaked me. You know, like on a submarine, though, you have watch that you have to do. And then so you're up for six hours and then you're cleaning because I can't imagine them cleaning on there and and all of. But you do have routine. And then, of course, right. of course, they didn't have a lot of food, but they were bringing, sending them food down, I guess, through some passage, air passage or something. Yes. You know. Watch that soccer game to reality. The oh. thing about it that makes me crazy is, oh, am I going out? You did for a second. Thinking that they had 17 days where nobody knew if they were alive or not, you know, before they were discovered. And I would think those must have been 17 really long days because... <laughs> 
Who would want to be underground and not have any um, ability to communicate with anybody up top? So, okay. So moving on. Did we wrap up about the miners? We, I think we did. Okay. That's crazy. And then the last one on my list was the WikiLeaks. Oh yeah. Because you know we haven't really talked about that on the show. Mm-hmm. We've had a couple episodes between now and then, and. It, this Julian Assange character, I, I don't necessarily know what to make of him. Well, uh, you know, I hear some, you know, it depends on your philosophy because there's a, a libertarian philosophy that I hear where mm-hmm. people are saying, Oh, well, you know, he's a great man, blah, blah, blah. And I can't buy that. Me personally, I'm having a really tough time. It, it's either, in my mind, and they're saying that, well, legally charge him with something and we'll call him a criminal. Mm-hmm. Well, they won't do anything to him unless he comes to the United States. And, of course, he's never coming to the United States. Yeah, I don't think he's going to be visiting Universal Studios very soon. No. And, <laughs> and he's Australian. Right. So my thought is that he's, uh, a, at, at the worst, a spy. Or at the least, right. a spy. And he'd be charged right. with spying on the U.S. government by acquiring, you know, uh classified documents. Right. You know, so if you're not a spy, you're involved with espionage and many other things. And the reason they could go with that is we're at war. Yeah. Right. I think that the state department and the, and the uh, attorney general's office, they're not coming out with anything because why should they play their hand? Right. You know, you'll know what we want to charge you with when, when we choose to charge you. That's right. You know, and so, I, I feel like, and and I don't know. There's lots of information about this, but it seemed to me like most of what he released was just sort of embarrassing, not necessarily super um, strategical. Or, am I wrong in that? Do you know how much? I, I don't know because I've never visited the website. Yeah, but, uh, and I'm not allowed to actually. Oh, I bet. Yeah, that we were told at work. To not do that. And even on our own home computers. To not? Yeah. Wow. So, wow. Yeah. But from everything that I understand, that there may be some sensitive data on the website and just not take the risk. of. And, and it's 50,000 pages worth of maybe a little bit of something sensitive, or is that on 49,000 pages? And uh, to me, it just seemed like a big to-do and an embarrassment to our State Department for having called certain world leaders names. But it didn't seem like it was terribly tactical, the information. Well, the thing is, is that there's so much information that people don't know yet. Yeah. Or or maybe they do now. But the idea, here's the thing. What may not be a big deal to you as far as calling someone a name or saying something. Uh uh, Because I've listened to the news. And that, I mean, you can't get busted for that. Right. (laughs) I hope. (laughs) Uh, Right. Which is a little different. Right. And, and, yes. and one of some of the things that they've said is like the Egyptian president, Hosni Mubarak, he was talking about the fact that um, something about Iran, you know, that mm-hmm. basically there was a lot of conversation about strategically what the United States should do from a war perspective and wh- who the friends and the enemies are. Well, it's, right. gr- it's great that the United States has a better understanding in the State Department. They need to know that. What, right. What, you know, do you want to share the 
feelings of how, you know, how the United States gets along with its allies to its enemies. I don't, I think that if they know that the United States isn't going to do anything, then they can call your bluff. True. True. You're right. It's kind of like, um, playing poker and we're all at the poker table and Julia San took all the poker hands and said, well, lay them all flat. Right. You know? Yeah, because we, we know that you're saying nice things to Egypt, but you're not doing nice things for Egypt or vice versa or whatever it's right. going to be. Right. Yeah, exactly. You know? Yeah. So now you're exposed for that. And you're exposed. And I think that that's what really is the problem is that by exposing all the hands, um, whether your hand is a good hand. I mean, we, we still may have uh, three aces in our hand. Yeah. You know, but if he has a joker, we don't, yeah. you know, we, we don't know what everybody else's hands are. We, only our hand was expired. Repeat that. Okay. Just that his, you know, he's on trial for these sex crimes. What are the crimes that he's exactly accused of? And is it, you know, do you know anything about that? Because I, I haven't gotten the full story. I, 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 I probably heard, should. That, that's what I understand. It was, no, just it ever. Funny. Yeah. And actually, that's an interesting thing. They're saying that he's going to get off on that case and it's going to really, uh, be a bad thing for women who've really been raped. Oh, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. That, yeah. If this was a, this is not a legitimate charge, which I don't know the story. Right. Um, yeah. I mean, that's the whole travesty of rape prosecution anyway. So if you say something, you're decimated. If you don't say something, you're, you know, internally decimated. So yeah, it's, it's a horrible thing for people involved. But I, I don't really see where, that would that never what I remember WikiLeaks leaks was supposed to be about is not what this really is presenting itself to be. Gotcha. In my mind, I thought the whole purpose was an injustice is being done somewhere, and we got the goods to mm-hmm. prove it. But like you said, you know what's the big deal about benign stuff? Well, okay, why release it if it really doesn't matter? Right. Exactly. You know. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. Um, you know, it, let's say that, you know, we got evidence of the, you know, the United States is waterboarding people today. Well, that might be a criminal act. Yeah, that then you, that would be worth you know, knowing. You know, yes. we're violating the Geneva Convention, and here's the yeah. proof. Um, things, And that, even if it is unflattering about us, we need to get that out there. You know, but, yeah. The public, yeah. public right to know, yeah. maybe, maybe, because, I mean... From the standpoint of the military and governments in general, every government has secrets. Right. You have to have secrets. Well, yeah. You know, and we entrust our government to do the right thing. Right. I I hate to put it in that perspective, but there's a, there's a point where we ask people to do things on our behalf. Yes. We want them on that wall. We need them on that wall. Right. We do. <laughs> you know. Yeah, and I'm not trying to make light of that. I know yeah. exactly what you're saying. And that, yes, some things are bigger than what you and I as ordinary citizens can muster an understanding of even at, at that global level that we entrust people to handle. So, but Whether it's, you know, where the bombs are dropping. I mean, you, we don't need to know that. That's no, it doesn't serve any purpose for us specifically. Yes, but if there's wrongdoing that our government is committing, then I, then I do believe we need to know. And it doesn't seem, I guess, basically it didn't seem like there was much wrongdoing in what they released here. There's just, like you said, a poker game, a diplomatic poker game where you, you bluff to one country and you show your hand to another country. And it seems like that's been 
the upper hand and that's been taken away. Well, well remember when uh, was it Geraldo Rivera was reporting in Iraq? <laughs> Yes. And they uh, he inadvertently gave away the location of some troops. Right. And after that, they made a big deal to make sure that they wouldn't. Right. And, and so the deal is you can be an embedded journalist and go off with our troops, but you have to comply with some th- some things. Yes. Either that or guess what? The U.S. military isn't going to provide you with anything. Yeah, we will you, be no not open to that. Yeah. Well, you can go out there on your own. And, yeah, and see how good it is. And no reporter wanted to ever do that. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's because oh it's so safe out in those places, right? In yeah, exactly. A, I'm in the middle of a war zone. I think I'll just take my chances without the U.S. government. Thank you. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Did you read that book by uh, is it Sebastian Younger? The I think it's called War. His year, essentially, with embedded in, with troops, it was like one of the top ten books of the year too. And no. just you know, he actually kind of laid it all out there on the line, and he lived the life and was deep in for a year and wrote an amazing account of it. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. no, all right, I, I yeah, I, I mean, I know those guys were definitely in some tough places, and I'm friends with a lot of people who are currently deployed in overseas in Iraq and Afghanistan and Kuwait and places. And I see yeah. their posts. I mean, looks like a good time if you're a member of the Navy. <laughs> <laughs> I guess, huh? Well, I mean. Yeah, you're, you're not landlocked, that's for sure. <laughs> I've I, I seen what looked like a good, potentially good time. I don't know. You know, if, if you went to college and were part of a fraternity that kind of travels around the world. Yeah. That's the military. <laughs> well, and if you have a calling to be a soldier and, and. There's chance for soldiering. Yeah, I would assume this would be an interesting time. So hey, they got R and R. One of the persons on my list got to go to Hawaii for their break. So they had two weeks in Hawaii, and uh, some other people have gone to England for their break, and they've gone to uh, Bahrain to go shopping, and just all over the place. Is it uh, what is the the super wealthy? Why is it escaping me? Yeah, that's it. Bahrain, right? Yeah, yeah the Arab yeah. Emirates. and yeah. Yes, yeah. where there is an $11 million valued Christmas in the lobby of one of the big hotels there. Oh, is that right? $11 million worth of jewels, gold, rubies, diamonds, just hanging on this magnificently sized tree. And they were talking about how sort of decadent and opulent it is. And how unchristmassy it is to have that kind of craziness. Ooh, that's Sorry about that. Yeah. I, yesterday, I that. <laughs> I mean, my tree doesn't have any rubies. No, no rubies. <laughs> also, in this hotel, they have a vending machine that sells gold bars. Oh. So you can just take your money and go buy a gold bar. I mean, that's just crazy. Oh, you know, that you don't play the game. Maybe you do. The Quark uh, game. It's the trivia game. Hold on. Say that again. Uh, Which one? Crank? Crank, yeah. Uh, Hold on. You were cutting out on me. Say that. What? What's the name of the game again? Yeah, Crank. Yeah. Okay. I've played it a few times. I don't play it very often. Oh, well, it uh, that was one of the questions on Crank here the other day was what you know what is what comes out of the vending machine in the Arab Emirates? Oh, how funny! Did you get it right? <laughs> oh, I did. That? I knew that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> now, I guess Crank is from Facebook, right? 
Well, it, no, they have an iPad app or iPhone iPad app. They do. Yeah, that's how I play. Uh-oh. I never play online. And you, because you always post your winnings to Twitter. Yeah. Yeah. All right, I'm going to start now. Then uh, damn it, one more thing to do. Just one more thing to do. <laughs> well, it, it, you know that's the. It's why it's. I find it fun. Is and now I'm. I've been trying to see if my friend, he, he wouldn't finish his game yesterday at work. I have a friend who, he has an iPhone 4 as well. Okay. And he plays Crank and he plays Words with Friends. And we're constantly battling each other. Let's see. All right. Yeah. Let's see. Oh, I got beat on, on Crank here the other day. Oh, I see your name on there. I've uh, played before. I just haven't done it consistently. I didn't yeah. know there was an app. Yeah. I'll be doing it. Uh-huh. <laughs> And it's a hard game to me. Some of the trivia is like very trivial. I I don't know a lot of it, so it's a lot of it's current events oriented too. Okay, well maybe I'll give it a try. Uh, another guy that I follow on Twitter, Doug Benson, he's a comedian. He's uh-huh. always posting crank scores, so I guess I should probably give it a whirl and see. Yeah, you might find it more fun on the the device. In fact, here, I'll yeah. I'll read you one question for okay. today. Let's see, this is the uh, a four hundred. Hold on. A 400-point question will do. And it is Arts and Leisure. There's a new new book out about the life of Gypsy Rose Lee, who was the subject of the musical Gypsy. What was Lee known for her in her day? Well, she was a a burlesque dancer. Burlesque. And you are correct. Hey, I got some points. All right, I'm going to... All right, I'm gonna start today. <laughs> You'll see my posting on Twitter. There you go. Well, I mean, you don't have to, but I mean, if you're finding yourself, you've already done everything that you want to do, and you're bored, like, oh, talking about one more game. I have to tell you, Plants vs. Zombies. <laughs> Plants vs. Zombies. I haven't seen that one. That if. if your your sons will be addicted to it, and then you'll you won't have your you'll you'll either your iPad or your i your iPod Touch will disappear for hours. Oh jeez, okay. <laughs> it's uh, interesting. Yeah, uh, yeah that that game is uh, is is a top top game. Mm-hmm. A lot of people are really addicted. Adults are addicted to that game. Yeah, so. Interesting. All right, I'll have to look at two. Yeah. Well, hmm, more stuff to waste my time on, but it's fun stuff, so it's okay. Well, yeah. I mean, it's that work-life balance, right? Yeah, exactly. Wow. Well, let's talk about some other top things for the uh, for the year. There were top yeah. uh, movies. Yep. So let's see. Um, top grossing movies, yeah, for sure. Let's see here. Top top ten movies. Here's one uh, list of top ten movies of <laughs> of uh, well, okay. Inception is listed. Yeah. The Social Network. Let's see here. I love that movie. Yeah. Yes, that movie should. Well, I haven't seen many Oscar contendies or what will be Oscar contendies. The movie is amazing. Uh, I and I think Zuckerberg is just. Just a phenomenal character in yeah. real life, and the kid that plays him in the movie it does it really, really well. And even though the movie is not super flattering about him, um, it's still not negative about him. He's just—he's just so, to me, brilliant. First of all, that he's so ahead of himself and ahead of the rest of us 
but he's still trying to be a productive member of society. I, I just really liked it. And in all the ways that it showed him to be negative, I still thought he's very redeeming as a character. I, I like it. Well, one good thing about it, I suppose, is that if you learn early enough that people think you're a hole, <laughs> that you can you can correct the problem and become right. a better person. You know, True. I mean, he's young enough to become a better person for all of his success. And to me, his quirkiness or whatever about his personality, it, he's more a victim of his intelligence, I think, than he's trying to be an asshole. Yeah. So I feel like he definitely, um, he. you're right, he's learning how to be a better person all the time. And, and he's just been bestowed with this vast amount of knowledge, now this vast amount of money. And he can do a lot of good with that. So as long as he tries to stay on that path, he'll be all right in my book. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. The the fighter looks like I haven't seen that. That's on my list. That's yes. Mark Wahlberg, and he's the story of uh, I thought it says Mickey Ward's story. I thought it's uh, York. It's based on story, right? I say that again. Oh, I don't know. No, I think it's based on you know, an amateur boxer, but tries to get. He's an amateur boxer, but he tries mm-hmm. to get to the higher ranks of amateur boxing or whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, and it's a true story with what Christian Bale, who I think is a phenomenal actor, yeah. even though he might have a bad attitude. Uh huh. And Mark Wahlberg. There's just nothing wrong with that specimen of a human being. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and he trained for four months or whatever, and he looks phenomenal. I may have to see it just for that. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Can't, can't, a cougar can't. goes to the movies, you know? <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> now, did, you saw Inception, right? I did. I haven't seen it, and I need to, and I, I just haven't rented it because I know it's not going to be as good on my TV. Oh, it will. It'll yeah. be good. Yeah. As long as your TV is bigger than 25 inches, you'll be good to go. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Yeah. I think uh, I have here. It says, I guess True Grit comes out like now. Yeah. I am so looking forward to that movie. That looks so good. It looks really good. Mm -hmm. And considering that, did you see the first one, obviously? No. Which makes Uh it even better to go see this one without having seen that. Because I don't want to sit there and compare the movies. Yeah, and I don't think there will be a comparison other than the fact that stories will be the same. I mean, it was a... It was an Academy Award-winning moment for John Wayne, so he earned and deserved it for that. I actually saw that movie a lot on video as a kid. My, oh. my parents enjoyed it, so I've seen it many times. Um, and it's a sentimental favorite of my dad's, so I definitely have an attachment to that movie. So I'll, I'll probably end up seeing it. I think it'll be... Really it good. looks so good. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, they had a video, a video a thing of the girl who played the girl... Yes, in the original I one. Just saw that. And she looks like an old lady Pippi Longstocking, yeah. essentially. Yeah, I was uh, like, Kim Dar. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I don't know what she's, she's done crazy. since. Yeah, it's funny. <laughs> a lot of drugs, it looks like. I don't Could know. Be. Um, yeah, that'll be a good one. Toy Story three. That was a big movie yeah. of the of this last year. Did you see it? I've seen it twice now. Oh, good. Okay. Have you seen it? Oh, of course. It made me. Laugh, maybe cry. <laughs> it's a 
good movie. Uh, Those Pixar people just—they just get it right. They suck. <laughs> <laughs> and making us feel things in movies. Man, I cried at the end of that movie. Oh man. Well, that scene when they're on the conveyor belt and they're going to be dumped into the, you know, the inferno or whatever, and the looks on every one of those little damn toys' faces. It, I don't know how you couldn't cry. No, see, that, they, that wasn't the part that made me cry. The part that made me cry was when he had to give his toys away. Aww. When he's playing with the girl and he's telling her, you know, I understand you like toys. <laughs> you know, and, and it's like, you know, from a guy standpoint, I felt like the guy. Yes, because you know, I, I, you know we all grow up and have to give our toys away, so to speak. You know, and of course the toys don't want to go; they want to be Andy's toys. Andy's toys, yeah. yes. <laughs> I don't know that that movie can just melt me into a pile of tears I and know. joy all at the same time. The whole series can. Every single one of those movies is yeah. a standout on their own, and then to culminate it with that third ending. Well, it, it was really, really good. At least they ended it. I mean, they really, I mean, yes. I think they did. I don't think that, yeah. you know, could they make another one? They, I guess they could, but I don't think they will. I don't think they will, and they shouldn't, because the way they ended it was fine. The, the, to- the toys are starting their new life. Yes, there could be a movie about that, but nobody wants to see that. Everybody wanted to see what happened to the toys with Andy, and now we know the end of that, and that's where it should stay. Yeah. I mean, they yeah. they'll do their other, like, you know, movies of the of like Buzz Lightyear has this show but it's about being Buzz Lightyear not uh, about being exactly. a toy in the real world exactly. yeah they can do all those little derivatives but they yeah. can't do another toy story I just I can't I just can't and I'm sure if they did it'd be amazing I'd probably love it but I hope they don't <laughs> yeah now of course that Harry Potter that was a big one never seen it you didn't see the Harry Potter never seen a stinking Harry Potter movie ever not I don't know to. why It'd be like I said, I never saw Star Wars. I know it's blasphemy. And your never kids? read a book, never seen a movie. And oh, yeah, they see them all. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> they do that with, with JP. He's read all, all the books. He's uh-huh. seen all the movies with them, so they love it. Uh-huh. And for whatever reason, it's just something I haven't started. So now I feel like I can't see number six or seven. And so, yeah. I have seen the others. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what you need to do, I guess, is see that first one. And then, of course, you'll hate it, and then you'll say, well, what the heck are you guys I'm into? I'm sure people love it. I have nothing against it. I always feel so bad. Like, people think I'm anti-Harry Potter, and it's just something that once you haven't done it from the start, it's hard to jump in midway, right? Well, I, I understand that. Uh, that's what you it's need. It's actually on my list of things to do this year on my resolutions list is to read the first one. Mm-hmm. With my younger son, because he's not read all the books. He's just seen all the movies. Oh. So if we read it together, mm-hmm. then we'll both have an appreciation for it, and then we can maybe start that journey. Well, that's a I'm neat a little... way to read a book, too, is if you've seen the movie, yeah. as, as you know, you already know the characters, so it makes it just flow. You don't have to envision and create the characters, because they already exist in your mind. You already know about it. Right, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So, so that, yeah, and especially if you've seen all the story, then you'll have even more depth mm-hmm. when you when you start to read the books. So that'll be the thing to do this year. <laughs> now, I have not seen How to Train Your Dragon, but I hear that's supposed to be a big movie. This it's pretty night. cute. We just got that on uh, from the Red Box. Uh-huh. That's our new favorite way to get movies. And the boys really liked it. I haven't seen it yet, so we need to sit down together and see it. But yeah, it's going to be uh, nominated or lots of people talking about it going to be nominated. So they say it's great. Uh, they say and Shrek and all those 
Shrek's always been a good franchise too. You know, I I have not been a big fan of all the remain other Shreks. I've seen the first two, and I think that's when I stopped. Yeah. And I'm not sure why. What? I don't know. Maybe he's not a compelling character like a Woody Buzz, so to speak. But, um, and maybe my draw to it has only been because of the kids. I wouldn't necessarily see it. Although I'm a big Mike Myers fan. Mm-hmm. I always think he's, I just think he's talented, even when he does stupid movies like Love Guru or whatever. Oh, but uh-huh. uh, to me, it doesn't get any funnier than Austin Powers. I just, I just like that character. So. Yeah. That, I like him, so maybe that's why I'll see Shrek. He hit on with the Austin Powers character. For mm-hmm. sure. mm-hmm. Of course, that's funny. Shrek does sound a lot like Fat Bastard, <laughs> <laughs> which is just a funny character in and of itself, too. So, get in my belly. It. That's right. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. No. So I, and another Austin Powers. Uh, tie, you know, 127 hours. There's a little tie in there. I don't know if you've seen that movie yet. No, what's that about? That That's was... the one about the guy, Aaron Ralston, who um, is stuck in a canyon in Utah oh. under a rock and has to sever his own arm in order to get out. That's James Franco. James Franco, who is another fine specimen of actor. <laughs> <laughs> and Okay, so I'll tell you, I've been moved by this story, and enough with my outdoor adventures. Mm-hmm. I downloaded that book the other day and read the whole damn thing in about 36 hours. Really? Because it's a riveting story, and he's a very interesting character. And uh, in the book, they talk about how in his brain, he's stuck with that song. It's the Brazilian Mambo song from Austin Powers. Uh-huh. That's the song, and he, apparently it's playing over in his brain over and over again. Uh-huh. So, um, because that little tune is just addictive, and once you start thinking about it, you can't stop. So, I hear that people are fainting in the theater and passing out in the theater because of really? the graphicness of the act that he has to commit. But when you read, uh, now I've read the book, and I was afraid to see the movie, but now I think I can see it because I'll understand more about it. Um, it's fascinating. And he's an interesting character. It takes 40 minutes for him to really do it. I guess the movie doesn't show 40 minutes worth. It's only three or four minutes worth. Oh, yeah. But, uh, yeah, with a dull knife. I remember when he actually got interviewed on Good Morning America, the real guy. Uh-huh. You know, that was a big deal. I was like, really? Wow. This guy's- he talks about those interviews the week or so after. And apparently yeah. he was so hyped up on pain medication yeah. that he doesn't remember a whole lot about it. But one of the things he craves while he's down there, um, obviously he he starts going without water because he runs out of water and he has to drink his own urine and all this horrendous stuff that he gets through. Um, But he's craving margaritas. So on TV, apparently he said, you know, I just I was just really craving a salty rimmed ice cold margarita. Mm -hmm. So apparently he and his family were just inundated by well-wishers sending him tequila and, you know, all of margarita fixings <laughs> apparently has a lifetime supply of margarita mix now. So, yeah. No mar- <laughs> no margaritas for me, thank you. <laughs> no. Yeah, and I can't do it anymore. I was overserved once, and I can't do it. But, yeah. <laughs> I know that feeling. That's so I have a feeling he's going to get nominated as well as host the Oscars. So he's that'll hosting be the Oscars? Yes, with Anne Hathaway, of all people. Really? Yeah. Wow. He's an, James Franco is very interesting. You know, he's a... a doctoral student at NYU Uh and I believe he's getting his doctorate in literature or philosophy something you know 
he is probably a, unuseful. And uh, he's a very likable guy. I will yes. tell you from a standpoint because I, you know, from my perspective, I think he's he's a, a person I would want to go see a movie that he's in. For sure, yeah. And from everything he's done, from being in a soap opera to you know this very high level dramatic acting that he's he's doing, yeah, he's very very interesting character. I think he's going to catch on. Oh yeah, yeah. (laughs) He's already caught on for me. Hey now. (laughs) All right. Well, that's the end of part one of our podcast. We'll be back uploading here tomorrow or so. Part two of podcast. Stay tuned for the rest. And for TJ Talks, I'm Judd, and I'll be chatting with you later.